The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. Miller and Condon, Friday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. We welcome you to the program. Trent Condon, myself, Ken Miller, talking sports with you for the next couple of hours. Love these Friday programs. Culminates with a an opportunity for four of our listeners to win some barbecue from our friends uh, over at Claxons in Altoona. But let's do the rest of the BMW of Des Moines guest list here today. We're going to start things off uh, with Tom Cakert. Uh, the Big Ten parents have converged. Well, a couple of dozen of them anyways on Chicago, so we'll recap that. There were more media members than parents that showed up at the Big Ten offices, which apparently might have been closed. Oh, really? Uh, anyways, we'll talk to Tom about that and other stuff with uh, Tom Caker coming up at 1025. Mitch Holtis is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. He slides in at 1050, as he always does. Bill Bender on college football. Bill writes for the Sporting News. Uh, and then Kenny White, uh, I think, is a really good resource as we get closer to football. Uh, Kenny White, KennyWhiteSports.com. He was really the... First, most well-known, the biggest line maker in Las Vegas. He set the point spreads for the majority of the properties uh, in Nevada going back uh, into the 90s and is out on his own. Uh, but uh, Kenny White Sports will join us. He joins us weekly during the football season, at least he did last year, and with uh, football uh, around the corner. That's a great picture of your son, by the way. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. His, one, his first birthday today. First birthday, got some pancakes this morning. Yeah. Where did you go? Went to IHOP. Nice. And, uh, there's one right Is up the street from favorite? us. Is that his favorite? He he likes it. It was mostly actually the grapes this morning. The the grapes and the applesauce were a bigger hit. But uh, does Dad like it? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Had a couple of pancakes and got a good solid base here this morning. <laughs> oh, and uh, a busy Friday that will culminate tonight. The uh, shot in the dark golf tournament that KXNO helps sponsor every single year. Going to be out there. With Is that Sean Scott Reister's deal? Yes, from yep. Channel Eight. Right? Yep, he's there. Emery will be out there in AD. So uh, that'll be our group. You out guys were there last year. Yeah, I Ross, Ross was with us last year. Year, oh sure, and uh, Roberts is going to get. I've never golfed with Roberts before, so I'm, I'm excited to Seen see pictures of oh, him. I he, know he does. He he acts like he's a good golfer. I'm going to whoop him. I'm going to absolutely throttle so, him. So so you guys actually have a foursome? Yep, we have a foursome yep. playing in the dark with the glow balls. It's really really. I'd never done it before last mm-hmm. year. And where is it again? Uh, out at Willow Creek. Willow Creek. Yeah. Yep. And it's just uh, a really really fun event and something that I'd never done before before a year. So ago. it's pitch dark. It is. Yeah. So what time do you tee off? Eight thirty. It's dark at 8.30. 8 yeah. o'clock, first couple of holes, there's still the sunlight yeah. coming down, but by the time you're playing You're the not last, playing 18. No, you play 9. Right. Play 9, have to walk, can't have cards, nice. pitch black, so you just chase down your ball and hope for the best that you can find. So how do you there. see the beer cart? Well, oh, they have a light? You got to bring it with you. Oh, yeah. okay, got that figured out. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, you got to carry on cooler for my bag, so nice. I'm in good shape. I'm ready to roll. Not only am I going to beat Roberts, I think I might out-drink him tonight, too. Oh, you are bound and yeah. determined. It's a You're big Friday. You're spitting fire here today, pancake breakfast. Uh, <laughs> Told you, until, I got that base. I'm excited. Uh, that's great. So um, it'll end at what time? And, and 
I think we got done last year, like at ten thirty, and then there's an event afterwards. Yeah. Uh, Emery's going to be the MC as he was a year ago for that. And Good for you. Silent auction, uh, a lot of great things there. So, and then the boys crawl out of bed and get <laughs> yeah. on the air tomorrow morning at eight a.m. Yeah, that'll be an interesting one to see. Uh, see how how chipper they are <laughs> right. come to eight o'clock because. We'll have some fun this evening. Yeah, that's good. So you, yep, Emery, mm-hmm. Sean, and who was the fourth? AD. AD's playing. Good. Yes. AD needs to work off some of that Rosati's he had for dinner I last night. I saw that. Wow, that Ooh. looks good. Yeah, it does. I'm a big Rosati's fan. I eat there a lot. There's a Rosati's. Yeah, there's one up the in Ankeny, right? Yeah, just right by the, what is now, well, the that's the middle school now. It's by the football stadium. Oh, okay. In that little strip mall just to, oh, just to okay. the north of it. I mean, it's right there. Yeah, the, uh, the walkie one is out in this new development just off of, what is that, Prairie Trail? No, that's pretty true. No, that's Ankeny. What, yeah. What's the trail? Whatever it is, the new yeah. exit that they built in the last couple of years, it's right off of there. That's where we stop and get our pizza over on the west side. It is really well. Really I like good. to bring home the dip, di- the deep dish. You uh-huh. could, it's five bucks. That's incredible. At least it was. I mean, it's yeah. probably been six months since I've had one of those. I get the lunch special. Anyways, Rosati's uh, AD will be there. He'll be working that dinner he had uh, <laughs> that uh, that he had clobbered last night. Uh, a lot of folks were envious of his dinner and certainly looked good on Twitter. Uh, the Lakers look good on the floor. We'll get oh, to that. Yeah. We've got Cubs cards coming up. Your twins bounced back, got mm-hmm. off the mat yesterday. Jose Barrios, I don't know how much you saw of the game, what your uh, night entailed last night. He looked like an ace, Trent, after we went off yesterday. Not went off. But just, just said thought, he's a solid two or three. Right. It's kind of unfair that they've painted him as mm-hmm. the as the one, as the ace of that staff. Boy, he lived up to it last night. He was terrific. He was really sharp with everything. And we kind of talked about some of the reasoning. Maybe he had been off to the slow start. It wasn't a velocity problem. I mean, that's really pretty much the first thing you always look at with the starting pitcher. Uh-huh. If, if the velocity is down, I mean, going back to our conversations earlier this year with Kimbrell, and then you go back to two days ago, Lost. He was back at ninety-seven. Guy, yeah, and that all of a sudden He's that ninety-eight, ball, that sharpness, just seems at a different level mm-hmm. when you're hitting your normal velocity. And that was the case with Kimbrel. But that wasn't the problem with Brios. It was more just the location. He he was struggling with the command. Something that he'd always got off to such a good start with. You hope that he's settling in. He's kind of back into his normal routine because, in terms of talent, it is really really high with yeah, that guy. The, the talent is absolutely there. They normally don't put guys that can't play on all-star teams. Right. The question still remains, you know, what's happened with this offense? Their their OPS is like 120 points lower than it was a uh-huh. year ago, which is, that's a huge, huge number. Nelson's still hitting. Did you see his home run last night? I did. Did you see the, uh, he had, he's had something in his eye. They delayed the game for like... <laughs> I got to mention this, Trent, because I thought it was. Look, the, the Brewers got beaten. It's we're really getting in the weeds here with the Brewers and the Twins. There was a play in that game last night. Ryan Braun completely deked the rookie catcher <laughs> Jeffers out of his out of his jock. I mean, runners on first and second base hit. Braun completely fooled the base runner, thinking he's going to grab the ball. It drops in front of him. All he's instead it's one nothing at the time. Mm-hmm. Instead of instead of scoring from second base on the base hit, he holds up at third, and then Cruz hits into a double play. Now they would go crazy afterwards, including the the home run that you're referring to. But uh, Ryan Braun made a hell of a play in that game last night. Woodruff Barrios was uh, worth the price of admission. It didn't cost us anything. Watching it free on TV, it was fun to watch. That Woodruff, he's a nice pitcher. Yes, he is. He's a real nice pitcher. I, I how old is he? Feels like you know what? I don't know. Banged around for 27 is all. You know? I was going to say 30. So yeah, he, he's he been there for older, too. You feel there's still some more upside there. The guy certainly brings it. And 
I don't think the Brewers are catching the Cubs. I don't think anybody's catching the Cubs in this uh, division. No, I don't either. I, I just Cincinnati don't see had a nice. Uh, no, they got beat. Cardinals came back and got them last night, didn't they? I think they did. Um, yeah, Cardinals I, I, by four. Yeah, right. I think that uh, and the Reds were win for a long time. I think that you're probably right. Yeah. I think that uh, you know I picked the Reds. I'm going to be wrong. Uh, I didn't think the Cubs were going to be their year. I'm going to be wrong. Fight for second. Probably so. Fight for second. Yeah. Still getting the playoffs. Right. The three. The other. The extra wild card seemed like at least. Last time I looked, which was early in the week, there'd be four teams coming out of the West. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt. With the exception of the Giants, I think the other four, at least when I looked, they were the two you know, additional wild cards that are going to, at the time. Your current playoffs. Bra- if the playoffs were to start to- tomorrow, Trent. Braves-Marlins are in from the East. The Cups. Marlins. Cards are in. Yeah, Percentage-wise, yeah. And uh, the Dodgers, the second-place team, are the Padres. Your wild cards would be the Rockies. And the Diamondbacks. So it stays the same. There it is. Mm-hmm. Now just a half game back are the Brewers. Uh, the Mets are a game back. So there's a ton of teams still in the Yeah, Mets, Mets are shut down. Uh, Mets, uh, Mets had a COVID uh, couple of them. They've flown back. Um, in fact, the Mets, who were the Mets supposed to play this? Whoever they were supposed to play this weekend was supposed to be on ESPN tonight. Oh, okay. So ESPN has taken... Cubs, White Sox. It was the Yankees. Was it the Yankees? Mm-hmm. Mets, Yankees are playing. Oh, that makes sense. It's a rivalry week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hope that doesn't black out some people here oh, locally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but well, you we, know what? You're used to it already. It'll still be on, on marquee, marquee or on, and, on the the White Sox feed. It'll be yeah. on uh, NBCSN. Yeah. So NBC Sports Chicago. You'll still be able to get that. But if you want to watch the quote unquote national feed, and yeah, with well, something with that. I mean, is ESPN still broadcasting just from studios? So yeah. it doesn't matter what game they call. Right. Because then it's not like they That's have to great fly. Point. They don't have to fly yeah. from New York to Chicago to mm-hmm. get this game in. They're in the exact same yeah, studios they normally do. don't have to reach do. out to the media relations people right. say we need the national radio or the national TV booth. Right. Uh, they're not coming. That's a good point, Trent. Uh, a couple of other things. We'll get to the basketball. It was, it was fun last night. Was. Hockey was good last night. Uh, I, I want to start with the Iowa High School Athletic Association. I thought this would be a bigger story. Mm-hmm. Keith Murphy had it. I think he... Got the release first. Um, we had Tom Keating, the executive director, on our show when? Tuesday, Wednesday, one day earlier, earlier this, this week. week. Yep. And my first question was, and I did, I, at the time I felt bad for him because I thought that the that they were going to be the entity that was caught in the middle. You got the governor over here. Mm-hmm. You've got Des Moines Public Schools over here. Both of them have drawn a line in the sand. And I thought uh, that the Iowa High School Athletic Association would be kind of that... You know, in the middle. And I asked Keating that. I, you know, I started kind of feeling bad for him. He said, no, no, we don't see it that way. And he went on to explain, well, now it's very clear why you don't feel that way. They've taken a side. They have. They it's... have taken a side. If, if, school, if you're not in school, they're not going to let you play. So this is what, one of the avenues that I struggle with in the conversation that we've had. So that means homeschool kids can't play? I, Trent, it's a great question. It's a great question. If this is what you're maintaining, mm-hmm. then you're going to have to say, sorry, homeschool kids. And there's been multiple numbers throughout the years that have played. Right. Trent's a week from tonight. Now, there's a couple of games tonight, there as you've mentioned, yes. week zero. But one week from tonight, we get going full bore. And what does this do for Roosevelt and for Who Lincoln? Who opens with Valley? Who opens with Valley? What's, what's Valley going to do? Right. Valley, uh, I reached out to somebody over there at Valley. Yeah. Uh, they said if Roosevelt is not going to play... They're not going to scramble to try to find another opponent. They're right. just going to take the quote-unquote forfeit wow. victory and move on to week two and get ready for Dowling Catholic. Mm. But mm. yeah, well, what happens there? What happens for the city schools that are getting ready to play? Are we going to get an injunction? I do know. I, I've heard this from 
many different sources over at Des Moines Public Schools. They're lawyered up. They're they're ready to go. Mm-hmm. And now it starts with the governor's office. Now, now you're fighting the high school association. Litigation is already going to be happening there. We saw it yesterday with the Iowa City Public Schools, and it's going to happen with Des Moines Public Schools. And now, just add another layer to it. Yeah. One thing about Tom Ahart, you don't tell him what to do. <laughs> and you can you can say good or bad about that. Right. I'm just telling you, yeah. for people that know him, you do not tell Tom Ahart what to do with his school district. You know what? We should... Uh, then we'd have to reach out to the governor, and they're going to turn us down anyways. Uh, but this is a bigger story. I'm surprised mm-hmm. that uh, I don't. I looked at the register online. I'm, I might have missed it. Mm-hmm. I might have missed it. I didn't see anything. And it, it, this is a story that maybe didn't even fall in the sports tab. If that's oh, where you, that, then you know what? That's what I clicked. So yeah. that's fair too. I uh, I did not see it though. Uh, and and there might something be there. But this to me is a bigger story. Yeah. And it almost feels like this should have come out Friday night at eight o'clock. Right. You know, a news dump situation. Yeah. Yeah. Because this was, um, you know, they, they've made their choice. They're gonna they're gonna uh, side with the with the government on this one. So we'll see. If you say there's a fight coming, they've got a week to get this fight going. And uh, yeah, I think you're gonna see an injunction of some type to allow these kids to play. It's and I understand at least the reasoning from the side of the girls' union and the boys' association. I think mm-hmm. it's very when you say if you look at your school and you shut it down because there is a spike in cases, well then you shouldn't be playing sports. I agree with that right. part of it. But that's not what Des Moines Public Schools is doing. That's not what Iowa City Schools are mm-hmm. doing. That's not what it is. This is looking and getting out ahead of it. And w- if you believe there is going to be the spike, and that's what these two of the biggest school districts in our state believe, that we're going to see a huge spike, and they want to get out in front of it. When kids go back to when school. When kids go back to school, mm-hmm. that's the justification behind it. And that's it. been the case in a number of states throughout the country. Yes. Now, I just got a text saying we're dead wrong. Um, I believe... They can play until school starts, so two weeks could be in the books before they pull the plug. Interesting, because they don't officially start, start school until school. September 8th, I believe it is. Right, the day after Labor Day. That they would be so allowed got, to play. So they've got some time. Uh-huh. But if you talk to the people at Valley, and they're anticipating the Roosevelt might not be available, obviously they believe mm-hmm. the side of the story that we're conveying, because they think that Roosevelt's not going to be allowed to play. And who did you speak to at Valley? Did you name a name? No. Okay. Um, so, you know, I'm not asking you to, yeah. but I'm guessing that it's not just, you know, neighbor. Yeah, right. right. Uh, or dentist. My, 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 right. my neighbors know nothing. No, right. it, it is not there. It is somebody in the high school. But well, you know what we do need? We do need some clarity on this. We do. No doubt. Absolutely. Need clarity the way this is going to play out. I, I certainly appreciate that, though, that, that there's so many parts to these stories that get missed. Mm-hmm. And and me reading through, I'm just a guy on the radio. I, I don't have a legal background. I don't understand a lot of times what these injunctions mean. That's, that's what we are. We don't have the full background of everything that you need with these kind of stories. But Can hopefully we, we have a Rolodex that will lead us to yes, some. And that's what we're going to try to do and try to get to the bottom of this. Because like you said, we're a week away. Mm-hmm. Week away. Seven o'clock, Joe Stacy and Laffle Holtz, they're going to be on the airwaves with reports. Guys fanned out across central Iowa. Will they be at Valley Stadium if Roosevelt mm. is there? We don't know at this point. Who, uh, does Joe schedule, Joe Stacy schedule the, the correspondence? I don't know how they have it set up anymore. Uh-huh. No, I, I don't know exactly the way that they have it set up, but I remember uh, you handed down yeah. our, 
That was me. Yes, you would be the one to put everybody Myself and Steve Young put our our heads together. (laughs) Sent me out to Southeast Polk, one of my first assignments. Was that it? Denny Muller had the heart attack. Oh, I remember that. Mm -hmm. That was me. You know what? I I didn't remember that part. I do remember the heart attack. Wow, I do remember that. (laughs) Southeast, Southeast, you okay? Your pancakes coming back on you? Man, you came in with a bounce in your step here all of a sudden. Um Southeast Polk got a couple of transfers. They got a they couple did. of good. They got They're a joining of the mix. Kids. Jeez. A couple of kids from uh, private school up in Illinois. A couple yeah. of good prospects. Waffle Holtz handles the scheduling. Waffle Holtz. Right. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So, uh, by the way, the boys will be on the air. Joe Stacy, Josh Waffle Holtz, and correspondents will be fanned out across Central Iowa throughout the regular season. Beginning next week. Happy the boys are going to be back uh, doing what they do and do a very good job of doing just that. And I'll be partnering up with CISN this year if you're looking for play-by-play with video, uh, mm-hmm. video play-by-play. They will be at every game at Southeast Polk, at the Ankeny Schools, at Valley, Dowling, Waukee. So all of those schools are covered with CISN. And do the broadcasters switch your, Like, you're not going to get all Valley games. Right, right. Yeah, I'm, I'll be bouncing around yep. and uh, try to hit as many of, of the top games as possible. Don't want to step on anybody's toes, too. You, know, you got people that kind of have their own... Right, they've been doing it for a long time. Yep, mm-hmm. that, that have that uh, those different avenues covered. But be out there, uh, looking forward to kind of getting my schedule all set in place. And we'll be bringing you those games then here on the radio side. Replay at 1030 right after the scoreboard show finishes up. So we'll be doing that again. Hi, Bonnie Lucas. Oh, Bonnie's in the building. Bonnie's in the building. Bronco fan, Bonnie Lucas. Yes. We're going to be fine, Bonnie. Drew Locke is this future. Buy your Drew Locke jersey. You're safe doing so. Right, we're, we're good. Good to see you. How's retirement? How's retirement? Yeah, that you can't do much. It kind of it kind of puts a crimp in things. Good to see you. I'm on the air, and I probably should either put you in front of a microphone or get back to sports. <laughs> see you, Bonnie. <laughs> Good to see Bonnie Lucas. Good person. Um, anyways, where were we? So let's get to the Lakers from last night because mm-hmm. I, I like this Portland team. Trent, this is going to sound crazy. Does this Lakers team go as Anthony Davis goes? I, I don't think that's crazy at all. I think that's as long as they find a third guy every night. And, yeah, and they did last night. They did last mm-hmm. night. If they find that, LeBron's going to get his. He, he's mm-hmm. going to be solid offensively. He's not a he's not Michael Jordan, but he he can put a point still. Yeah, he could hit a couple of J's coupled with his physicality. Yep. he'll rebound. He'll pass the ball. I mean, mm-hmm. For all intents and purposes, he's their point guard yeah. <laughs> of, of what they do. And he also plays defense in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Right. <laughs> I love that caveat. In the playoffs. Right. That's a lot of him. You can say that a lot about a lot of guys. Yes, yeah. And he takes it to a different level. Mm-hmm. But he's a guy that just throughout the course of the regular season, he knows he needs to conserve energy. He needs to to be right. Now, normally, April, May, and June here, August, September, October, a little bit different. But I don't think that's crazy at all. Anthony Davis last night... They they kept calling him the unicorn, and you know it's a term that's been thrown around a lot in the Apparently, NBA. There's a story on ESPN.com. I didn't click on it. So oh yeah, about him being a unicorn. Yeah. So I didn't re- I didn't know what it meant. Just something that you don't see, okay. and that's what oh he I see. Is. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. He, he is an incredible talent, yeah. and when he is going like he was going last night, think of the game one. What we saw, and it felt like, boy, the Lakers are in so much trouble. And then when they play at this avenue, and the other thing I really enjoy watching with this Lakers team. They're actually good on the defensive end. Yeah. They have the length with LeBron, with AD, and some of the other guys. Caldwell Pope, he's got length. Yep. They have the length out there, and they're one of the few teams that you would have to say 
the defense is a positive. I, I think the Celtics are another good defensive team. I don't know how much you can read in in this broken Sixers team that they've been yeah. playing the first couple of games. Well, but the Celtics are broken a little bit too now with Hayward out. Yes, yeah. And, and the NBA where it is about the offense. I mean, that's why you turn on. You, you want to watch mm-hmm. these great athletes playing. Is it going to be Celtics-Raptors in the East? <sighs> Feels like that to me. Trending there? You're not buying the Bucks. They they bounced back in a well, big They did. Yesterday. Yeah. They looked yeah. really good from the get-go. Right. And they I don't think the, you can count that. That's out. true. And they were they did lead the pack in, mm-hmm. the, in the East throughout the regular season. Pretty significant margin, Yes, too. they did. I just got this text from Joe Stacy who will be in this chair on Friday night. Yes, he will. He just spoke with the AD at Roosevelt. He confirmed that they will play the first two games for sure. For sure. Good. And Good. then they're not sure. Okay. Um, then, Tom Keating and, and the governor say no football if there's no school. So Tom Ahart will Tom probably Ahart say something different. It's going to say something different. And then, so we do have, by the sounds of things, three weeks. Maybe that's not why this story's not the hair on yeah. fire that I was surprised that mm-hmm. it wasn't because they do have two weeks to tra- hopefully sort this out. Um, Time to get the lawyers involved, right? That's where we are. That's where we are, and we'll see. A lot of billable hours for those lawyers. They're licking their chops. Absolutely. So, uh, thank you, Joe Stacy, for that, and good luck to you and Lawful Holson and all your correspondence. One week from tonight, when you take uh, the uh, your spot here on the air and and, uh, correspondence throughout Central Iowa. Under the lights on football Friday night. Let's get somebody a great chance to kick off their weekend with a thousand dollars. Okay, wouldn't that be a great? I've got a great idea to do that. Absolutely, Trent KXNO and iHeart want to help you with your bills. Text the keyword "happy" to two hundred two hundred right now. Your chance to win a thousand dollars. Happy to two hundred two hundred. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right, Miller and Condon with you until noon. Coming up next, Tom Kakert. There was more media than parents in Chicago. Not surprising. The letter came out on Thursday. I think that kind of uh, threw some water on the story. Uh, I'm not even sure that the Big Ten offices were even open. Um, (laughs) Seems kind of pointless. Who who are they protesting for? A building? Uh, Anyways, uh, we will talk to Tom Kakert next. Mitch Holtis is here. Bill Bender at 11.05. Kenny White from KennyWhiteSports.com. If you like to dabble. At uh, one of the sports wagering, with one of the sports wagering companies in the States, Kenny White. (laughs) Kenny White uh, is is an incredible resource. We'll have him a bunch during the football season. Hopefully weekly if his schedule will allow. Trent's and my schedule will allow Kenny White weekly. (laughs) Uh, Let's get a break. Come back. More Miller and Condon after these messages. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106. And their families. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Can't wait till January to hear this song. <laughs> You're not hearing it in January. <laughs> no. Uh, Next September, September 2021. Don't, Hear this Don't ruin my weekend. Trent, Swarming out of the locker room. <laughs> Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Chent and I with you until noon. We're weekdays 10 to noon here on KXNO. Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com. Oliver Martin's got a home. We'll get into that. We'll get into uh, what Trent's talking about, throwing cold water on the winter season and other topics as well. Hello, Tom Kakert. How are you? Doing okay. 
Doing okay, guys. Hope you're doing well. Absolutely. Uh, apparently, you weren't one of the media members that uh, outnumbered the Big Ten parents that made their way to the Big Ten offices today in Chicago. Give them credit, Tom. I mean, it's uh, it's something they felt they had to do. Apparently, 26 parents uh, showed up in Chicago, 30-something media members. Um, they, they, you know, they spoke for a few minutes, and that was it. Give them credit for, you know, for um, living up to what they said they were going to do. But it seemed like, you know, their message, whatever they did when they got there was going to fall on deaf ears yeah and i was told this morning the, there's been no one at the big 10 office that's what we uh, wondered the, the fiscal office since march right. so they've been working from home and i mean I, t- I said that to trent earlier in the week and we kind of laughed thinking i mean they they know the check before they went to Chicago, right, to make sure they're there. Yeah, that's another aspect of it, Tom. Well, look, at uh, the. I don't know if the commissioner's letter that he put out uh, assuaged anybody, changed anybody's opinions. I see that there's now a legal challenge coming forward uh, from the state of Nebraska. A couple of parents there, including Ed McCaffrey uh, and the McCaffrey family, they're part of the legal challenge. They just want to be turned over. They want clarity, Tom. They want to hear from presidents. They want audio that was recorded at any meetings. Uh, They're going to ask for an... um Freedom of Information Act uh, request to get that sent to them. And if they don't, they are threatening legal action. I think that that's something that certainly I can get behind as far as we need to know. We need to know what went on. We need to know how close was the vote. Does Kevin Warren even have a vote, or is he simply a spokesman? Is he the mouthpiece for the president, which is where I lean? Uh, but do you think that I know you're not? A, I know you're not a legal mind. But do you think that this Nebraska cha- legal challenge might lead us to clarity and transparency? Um, maybe I, I do think that there's, you know, some validity. To to their their uh, what the parents want, which is just kind of explain this to us, walk right. us through everything, um, your decision making process, because it has been it's been cloudy uh, to say the least. Um, you know, in terms of reasoning, uh, Kevin Warren has not done well uh, in, in terms of the public side of things and explaining things. Um, uh, on the Big Ten Network, I, I thought you know Dave Revson asked him some really good questions. He did. Kevin Warren did not did not answer those questions very well at all, and he has not done done well uh, yet at answering all those questions. But um, and I but he doesn't have a vote. It's fourteen other people that have a vote, and um, there was uh, an interview with the Nebraska Chancellor that was really good that I listened to, and he was pretty transparent. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was pretty one-sided vote, so um, he didn't give the specific numbers, but he said, uh, you know, they were on the other side of the the coin on that vote, but that's, you know, how he kind of left it. Tom, what I continue to struggle with, uh, two things. A, what's going to change by January? What, What is the hope that is going to be that much different if they actually get the domes that they need to make this happen and play double, triple headers throughout the courses of the weekends, bubble teams up, if you will, making their way in there. What's going to be different then than that's different today? Yeah, it's the same question you asked of why, why did they put out a schedule if they were right. going to just yeah. probably cancel it um, or postpone it, um, you know, six days later. What was the point of doing it? It was like a bait and switch kind of thing almost. Mm-hmm. It just it was weird. Um, you know, I think 
they hope maybe some of the testing gets up to up to snuff a little bit more uh, from the Big Ten uh, institution side, uh, quicker tests. Um, I think that would be maybe part of it, but it just seems like they're adding a lot of cost with you know having to rent domes and all that other stuff to yeah. you know, bring teams in, extra hotel rooms for both teams. Then it just it seems like they've added on cost. You know, the best, the, the only way I think there's going to be football in January is if the Big 12, the SEC, and the ACC pull off playing football this fall. Really? Then the, the, there's just there's just so much pressure that's going to be on the Big 10 and the Pac-12 that they have to play. Interesting. So if the other three conferences make it through, then the Big 10 is going to have no choice but to go forward. Yeah, they yeah. have to. I mean, yeah. Otherwise, they look silly. Mm-hmm. Then they, they look overly alarmist. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, but the, if those other leagues are able to play, um, you know, because we've already got the answer to the question on the amateurism side: Will sports go on if students can't go to class or be in dormitories? Right. We're answering that question right now, yep. and that is, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> right. And uh, you know, so that amateurism question has been answered in full uh, because there's so much money at stake. That's really what this is about mm-hmm. uh tom uh, oliver martin's found a new home apparently he's headed to nebraska so it begins at michigan comes here doesn't work out here off he goes further west uh he won't lose a year of eligibility because apparently everybody's getting a free pass this year which means uh that he won't lose his uh, year i wouldn't think uh but off to nebraska he's going to walk on there uh look I- i'm not uh poking fun at him i i hope it works out for him i i really do uh but uh, did nebraska i didn't have no Nebraska on the list of potential landing spots. When did you first hear that maybe uh, that he might be headed to Lincoln, Tom? Um, I think it was late last week. Our okay. um, our Nebraska site had heard something about him potentially being in town, looking at uh, looking at Nebraska as a destination. But I, that was my question: was do they even have a scholarship? And I don't mm. think they did. So um, he's going to walk on there. Um, so his tour of the Big Ten continues. Yep. Will he be at Minnesota next year or mm-hmm. you know, Northwestern or someplace else? So, uh, that's, I guess, going to be part of the equation as Oliver Martin's story continues. Has there been, I mean, this is a really difficult question to pose to you here on the fly. I wonder how many athletes will have, will have hit three Big Ten schools in their career. I mean, two certainly, Boy, but three, but might he be the first? A- a lot of twos, I yeah. can think. Of. You know, there's some twos I can think of, but well, Utah's right yeah. off the bat. Yeah, Sam Oakey. Sam Oakey's Utah, another one. Uh, John Butcher. Yeah. Um, the you future. Luke Recker. Luke Recker, but I, I've never heard of three. I haven't either. And it's just I, you know, I, I, I wish Oliver well. Mm-hmm. I, I hope he does well there. Me too. Hope he finds peace. Me too. Tom, uh, from that, we talked a couple of basketball names there. Uh, let's jump into basketball and looking forward. A preseason top 10 team for the Hawkeyes, yet we don't know what it's going to look like. Non-conference games. I saw Gonzaga and Baylord scheduled a game, number one, number two, in some of the preseason polls. We don't know if there's actually going to be non-conference basketball. What are you hearing on the basketball front? Bubble situations are talked about, but they're expensive. The NBA spent $150 million for their bubble. What are you hearing now? 
Yeah, there's all kinds of proposals. I saw a thing this past week that uh, Dan Gavitt, who is kind of the guy who runs the NCAA tournament, because the NCAA runs the basketball side of things. The Power Five conferences run football, and that's why you have such a disjointed response. But um, there's a more coordinated response from the NCAA side uh, on the basketball front. And Dan Gavitt's really leading the charge, and you, you see all the kind of the Bigfoot coaches uh, out there, Izzo, Coach K, uh, leading the charge, basically saying we need basketball this this year and we're going to have a tournament. So um, I think they're going to work this out and have something. I don't know what it's going to be. It seems like it's not going to be anything until January 1, just because the Pac-12 kind of threw that out there already. Mm. But maybe we'll see something different. Uh, maybe, um, you know, there's been talk of like, kind of like some little regional pods that you can put together to play some non-con games and then start doing conference games after January in kind of a pod setting. I've thrown out, have it in Chicago, for gosh sakes. you got the United Center. you got, uh, for Big Ten, you've got plenty of hotel rooms there. you got the UC. You've got um, the DePaul Arena, the Wintrust Arena. you got um, you got Northwestern. You, there, there's plenty of arenas there where you could play Big Ten basketball. You know where they could and, do it, Tom? You know, what about McCormick Place with all of that that room that they've got there? It's kind of like Orlando. You know what I mean? If you're not going to have it fans. Is. Yeah, and it's not like they're going to have conventions. Right. <laughs> you know, it's not yeah. like they're going to have the auto show in, right. in February. I mean, that place is massive. I get lost every time media days are over there. I'm, I'm always late. <laughs> I can never find my way around the place. It's huge. Yeah. Um, that would be a, a great place, but they've also got venues. There, there are yeah. good basketball venues, uh, you know, and you really only need a couple of them. And you got plenty of hotel rooms. You could put, you know, seven teams in one hotel and seven teams in another to kind of control the environment, and um, and and play a bunch of games. Mm. You could do it. I mean, that's pretty easy. Tom, uh, we've heard um, Gary Barton early in the week. Uh, they're they're going to be upside down seventy million dollars. Trent and I were trying to speculate this number before the show started. We both looked at each other. You're asking me, <laughs> and I got that same look from Trent. Um, so if they do play, if they if they play football in January and they get basketball, say they get through 20 games of conference play, how, how much Big Ten? How much money will be there? I mean, I don't think it's gonna it's going to get to 70 million. But if they can pull this off. If they get through a basketball season in some version, they play eight football games, they get their championship game in. Do you have any idea what the, that would put back in the kitty? I don't know. <laughs> I don't have any idea. I, I, you know, last year they the the total um, media rights was fifty five point six million. That's what they got. Um, most of the schools got that check. Um, Iowa got that check fifty five point six. So. If they could recoup, say, 40 of that, that's a, you know, because you're not going to have fans. You mm -hmm. just count that right. out right now. Yep. Um, you're not going to have ticket sales. Uh, so, But if you can recoup maybe 40 of the media, that'd be great. Trent said that's 35, a, so you're in the ballpark, yeah. Trent. Yeah. Kind of at least yeah. the, the thought process behind it. They have to have an NCAA tournament. The NCAA as a whole certainly needs yeah. that. Final thing, Tom, uh, I'm hearing some rumblings from a, a couple of people in Iowa City that today is going to be the day that we're going to hear about some cuts. I haven't heard anything officially, but not just people inside the athletic building, but 
specific sports being cut and that announcement coming down today. Are you hearing anything on that front, even if it's just rumors at this point? I have not heard anything, but I just really suspect that. I know um, uh, Gary Barta had an all-staff meeting last Friday uh, to kind of just tell everyone, hey, <laughs> if you hadn't noticed, uh, things are going to get lean here. Yeah. <laughs> um, they were, we already knew they were going to get lean, but they're going to get really lean. So um, it's yeah, they're they're gonna there's going to be cuts. I, I would imagine uh, it's going to be pretty brutal um, what what happens. But you know, it's so funny because college athletics at the high power five conference level level has been really on kind of just the hottest win streak. Yep. I mean, they've been like at the at the blackjack table at Vegas <laughs> for days, just playing and keep. You know, doubling down and, and everything. Lose. Everything has always gone well for him. And now they got a new dealer, and he's and it's just they've gone. They've gone ice cold now, and they're losing that stack of chips. And uh, that's the first time they're experiencing this. Tom Caker at HawkeyeReport dot com. Tom, we're out of time. We'll talk to you in a week. Thank you for what you do for us. Have a wonderful week, Tom Caker. Okay, thanks, guys. Thank you, Bye-bye. Tom Caker, HawkeyeReport.com. Uh, so, Cuts, is that what you're hearing? Hearing some uh, yeah, mm-hmm. specific sports being cut. I mean, I haven't heard what, but men's gymnastics makes the most sense. I mean, we don't have high school gymnastics here. It's mm-hmm. not a sport that makes money. I think there's only like 22 D1 teams even left that do that. But multiple sports is also what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Not just a single cut, but it's going to be multiple sports and maybe as soon as uh, later today. Wow. Uh, Mitch Holt is going to join us later. Well, not much later. In fact, when we come back from this time out, Mitch Holtis will be here. He's the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Papa John sponsors Mitch on a daily basis throughout training camp and then weekly, once weekly, uh, during the regular season. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 10s got another one to go. We're going to give away an opportunity with some barbecue from Claxons. Our friend Bill Bender from the Sporting News uh, coming up to lead off the hour as well. Uh, but right now, let's get our friend Mitch Holtis. Papa John's here locally sponsors. Mitch joins us every day uh, during training camp and then weekly uh, during the regular season, which is, as we talked to Mitch yesterday, was three weeks from yesterday. The curtain goes up as they would host the Houston Texans. Mitch, Trent, and Ken, thank you for coming on. Uh, there's been some uh, uh, speculation as to how many fans are going to be allowed at one of the NFL's loudest venues and best home field advantages. Earlier in the week, that number came out roughly 22%, Mitch Holtis. Yeah, Ken, and again, this week, kind of my thesis has been, well, what would get in the way of the Chiefs uh, you know, running it back, winning back-to-back world championships? Again, it's not been done in 15 seasons. New England did it in 03 and 04, and that's it. Uh, so we know how difficult it is to do. But to me, one of those areas would be that you don't have your normal advantage uh, at Arrowhead Stadium, at least to begin the year because of the coronavirus pandemic. That being said, Ken, uh, the Chiefs decided, and that there's a lot of research, a lot of folks keeping eyeballs on this and a lot of science involved, but they've decided at 22% capacity. And it's interesting, tomorrow, tomorrow morning, uh, the Chiefs will actually have a practice on the Arrowhead Stadium field, not their practice fields at the practice facility, on the actual field. And 2,000 season ticket members are going to be in attendance. Wow. And to me, it feels like a laboratory, kind of a dry run, 
to see how this is going to work for the regular season, which you alluded to begins three weeks from last night. It's wild uh, the way this is going to be set up. You know, we saw it on a smaller level here in the state of Iowa with our state tournament at Principal Park. Yeah. They zip-tied uh, the, the seats to to uh, certainly negate that and people sitting in different spots. Are there actual seats inside of Arrowhead Stadium in every one of the seats? Or are there any bleachers at all? I'm thinking of some older stadiums. There aren't a whole lot left of those in the NFL. But at the college level, I certainly know that's the case. Are they all seats or are there any bleachers inside of Arrowhead? Trent, there are zero bleacher seats at Arrowhead. There never has been since its inception in 1972. Uh, It's all chairback seating. Mm -hmm. And so that's, I mean, it's it's interesting because a lot of stadia that have the big capacities have bleacher seating Mm -hmm. because you can get more people in. That's why the, you know, you look at it and it's it's a vast expanse. Uh, But they're, I'm just, it's going to be kind of a wait and see. I don't know yet. Um, I can get back with you on Monday when we. Well, I want to see what tomorrow looks like because mm-hmm. I'm as curious as you guys are. But they are gonna. There's gonna be. You're gonna be socially distanced. You have to wear a mask. This is the haha part, unless you're eating or drinking. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so I can see someone going. I'm just drinking all day. I'm not wearing no mask. Uh, but wear a mask. And this is where the kind of goes to our society here, uh, Ken and Trent, is the fact that okay. 22%, roughly 18,000 fans, will be allowed to attend the Houston game as of now. But it's on them. Like, if you follow the health and safety protocol that's been laid out and studied and saying, this is what we're going to try as a lab, if people don't, you know, it could go away. So, so here we are. They're trying to you know, make this happen at least at a limited level. Uh, will they utilize the entire stadium, Mitch, the upper deck, the end zones? I mean, you can spread out. 22,000 people seems like a lot of people, but there's a lot of room in Arrowhead Stadium to really spread out. Will they keep them in the lower bowl? Will they Will they open up the upper decks of the stadium so they can really social distance to the greatest extent possible? On August 21, I can't answer that, Ken. Gotcha. I kind of again want to see tomorrow, but I think the the initial plan is yeah, use the whole stadium because they want these eighteen thousand people essentially spread out six feet apart. It's just like if you're going to high V today, uh, they you're going to follow you know six foot apart. You're going to go one way down the aisle. I mean, there's rules put in place, but to me, it looks like they're going to use the entire stadium if they want to keep the distance uh, and the protocol in place. You said, you know, by the way, while we're on this, you guys mentioned Principal Park. and the, uh, A great job by wow. the state of Iowa, to me, in what they got done with high school baseball, because they got it done. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the stats that came out. You know, there wasn't an outbreak. Uh, so kudos to the state of Iowa for pulling that off and for the people of Iowa for being disciplined enough to get that season in without it, leading to some other outbreak. Absolutely. Well said. A week from tonight, the curtain will go up on high school football. That later. Uh, so, Mitch, yes. it's crazy, but the Chiefs only have one home game in the month of September, right? They, they'll they open the season, yeah. and the fans don't, or they don't get to play in the home stadium until the Patriots come to town in October. Back to what you just said, I, I'm guessing this is going to be a moving target, right? Just because it's 22% on... You know, game one, when game four rolls around, the next home game, that might be 30% or 35%. Is, is, they're subject to change throughout the year, correct? And it's going to be continue to be studied. Now, you've got a lot of folks. This isn't just the Chiefs going, hey, this is what we're going to do. I think I alluded to this earlier in the week. You've got the city of Kansas City weighing in big time, Mayor Lucas and his folks. You've got the state of Missouri weighing in. 
you have the outlying states and communities. The kingdom is vast, and these season ticket folks or the people who get in of these 18,000 are still going to come from places like Des Moines and Omaha, Wichita and Springfield, and the small towns in between. It's not just folks from Kansas City. But they, the, the key here is follow the rules. Wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Clear bags will not be allowed. They've been allowed in the past. They will not be allowed this year. And if you have, you're going to have to take it back to the car or have to, they're going to have to take it. I mean, there's just, there's, there's some freedom lost here, but there's going to be fans allowed in the stadium. It's just the fans have to, this is really incumbent, I think, Ken and Trent, on the fans to see if they'll follow the protocol. Yep. If they do, and be like the state of Iowa, we might expand it as you get into October and November. So we talked a lot today about social distancing inside of Arrowhead. How about up in the press box? Our friend Adam Teicher, right. normally probably yep. shoulder to shoulder with other writers and national people that make their way through on a different basis. What's it going to look like? What have you heard up there? you got your own booth. You're in good shape. But for the rest of the media working up there, how's it going to be? Same deal. Same thing. Now, that's a huge media area. I don't know if you've seen our media area. When they, when they redid Arrowhead Stadium in 2010, uh, construction in 2009, inaugurated in, uh, in 2010, um, it was built to host an AFC championship game. So it had to be big enough uh, to, to do what it's done the last two years. The Chiefs have hosted that game. And when they, it, it is an enormous media area. Now, that means there's going to be a lot of ancillary media that are not going to be allowed because they're going to have social distancing within the media. You said it's easy for us. It, is, it actually is not. Because in our booth on a game day, Normally, there would be on a front row at a home game. Uh, keep in mind, we're 13 stories above the field, too, so we have oxygen close. Uh, the front row, one, two, three, four, usually on the back row. Now, that, again, we're practicing tomorrow because we're doing an actual closed-circuit broadcast to those 2,000 people who are going to be led into the stadium. So it's also a trial run for us. Keep in mind, i got a new color guy this year, new analyst. We got a new sideline person. We have a brand new uh, flagship station for the first time in 30 years. So all of that is going to be looked at. But we too, Trent, have to be socially distanced. If you follow the Royals, I don't know what the Cubs are doing because you know we got a lot of Cub fans in Des Moines. But uh, but the Royals actually have to be spread out, socially distanced. Denny Matthews is doing the game from his house uh, every night. Um, we're not going to do that, but we have to be spread out and distanced. So we're going to have to cut our staff down probably by half uh, or put them in another booth and figure out a way to communicate with them not having us in the booth. For example, I've got usually right in front of me uh, on my left shoulder setting as I stand for every game, you see the GoPro cameras, uh, is the spotter. And then to my right is the stat person. And then the analyst, Dana Hughes now, former chief, former Iowa Hawk guy, will be standing to my right shoulder. They're saying, nope. Six feet. Danian's going to be six feet. I'll be six feet. Uh, our executive producer, Dan Israel, usually to my left, will have to be six feet. What does that happen? To my, what happens to my uh, spotter and stat person? Are they going to be in the next booth mm-hmm. over? Because road teams probably won't travel, and road radio is next booth over. They may have to be there, figuring out a way to communicate with me uh, on a you know nanosecond basis. Uh, so. I'm telling you, I don't know yet, Trent. We're still just kind of sorting through all of it, but tomorrow will tell me a lot. Uh, tell us a lot. It's a Friday night, Mitch. I know people like the, the family uh, pizza, dot, 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 Saturday potentially <laughs> as well. Uh, this is Wheelhouse for Papa John's.
Yeah, it is. And you know what? They, it's been a great summer for them and, and the people of Des Moines and people throughout Iowa. If they haven't discovered the Donaldsons and Papa John's, they have this summer. Uh, and here we go. People are starting to feel like, hey, maybe we've got some football, right? Iowa State's going to play. Uh, we got the high schools, as you mentioned, going to play. And the Chiefs are ready to, you know, get going here. So, uh, yeah, no better thing than a Friday night, Saturday, Sunday pizza. If you get one of these chacaronis, depending on how many you got wanting to munch, uh, you might have, might take care of the whole weekend at the special pricing they've got. But thanks to the folks at Papa John's. Mitch, can't wait to hear what uh, Saturday brings when we reconvene here uh, next week on Monday. Thank you, Mitch Holtis. Have a wonderful weekend. Same to you, Ken. Same to you, Trent. See you guys. Good to talk to you. Mitch Holt is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, coming up next hour, as we alluded to, Bill Bender will be here. So will Kenny White, our friend from Las Vegas. Uh, Then we'll give you an opportunity to win some barbecue. Miller and Condon, back with our number two. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM.